that it's always better to forward announce something than back announce something. Yeah. yeah? Rather than, oh, I can't believe you took my best friend to our favourite restaurant on yeah, yeah. my favourite night of the week. And the other thing is, is sometimes people just can't do it. And that's okay. Come on. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Maya. How's your Monday? Oh, just absolutely <laughs> swimming. I was listening before. It sounded interesting and chaotic. And what, did, did I, was I referred to as a sex pest? Not on air, not on air. I promise. Um, Tanya, I'm so excited to chat through today. I think it's something we've never really fully broached before, which is we talk a lot about how to try new things yep. or so-called, I'm air quoting, maybe unusual or not as, uh, I don't want to say normal because that's shameful, but... How to get into trying something that might be different to what you're used to. Yeah, Yeah. we do a lot of that, but we don't chat so much to what happens in detail about when things go wrong and specifically on when open relationships go wrong. Yeah, yeah. And there so. needs to be a space, I think, for things to go wrong because often we try things and we're like, yeah, I'm trying really hard because somebody says I should do this or my partner wants this or I thought it was a good idea. Mm. And sometimes we try things and we don't like it. What are some reasons why people consider open relationships? Ah, good question. Um the, the, the literature says people usually want more or different, right? So their partner, some people have partners that want less intimacy than them. Some people have partners that might have chronic illness or um, a lot of big things going on. Some people might be into different things like different sports, different music, different art, whatever, that sort of stuff. Other people might have partners that don't like sexual things that they like, but they love their partner and they love their relationship. They may be really nice nesting partners or domestically partnered. Mm. Um, so those those are sort of the reasons that you know the the sort of texts will give you about why people try it. I meet a lot of people who try opening their relationships because they think it will save a relationship that's floundering. Mm. Um, and I have seen, to be fair, I have seen that work. So I don't. Okay. But I don't want to say that's the gold standard for working on your relationship because I do not think it is. It requires a lot of good communication and groundwork. I think some folk use it to segue into another relationship and they may or may not be being honest with themselves or other people about this. Right. So it's a kind of interesting thing to keep your eye out for, going, hmm, are you suggesting we're open because you're not so happy with what we're doing here? Do we need to have a chat? Which I'm sure is probably like the general first reaction. Well, the general first reaction tends to be from a partner. If one says, let's open up the relationship, the other one's like, what's wrong with me? Am I not enough? And it's like, you're perfectly great the way you are, you know, and then sort of exploring why might you want to do this? You know, what are the reasons that you have or what are you thinking about when you're making this suggestion? Mm. So I think you need to allow for that knee jerk. (gasps) what's happening sort of thing but then come back to it when things are a little calm yeah so I also think when you make that request of a partner you need to know why you're doing that because they're going to want to understand what's going on so how can you put that in language that's kind and generous and how can you know yourself and what it is that you're hoping to get out of doing something like this Absolutely. Always all about the big C, communication, here on Let's Talk About Sex. Uh, Now, 
Is there like any or are there any risks in opening up a relationship and what might they be? Yeah, I, th- I think there's always a risk, no matter what your intentions are, no matter how close you are, you can't really know what's going to happen when other people are involved. But, you know, that said, I don't think that there are ever any certainties with monogamous relationships either. Uh, so True. perhaps it's more a sense of security and or control that people have when they feel like they're monogamous. So when you open up, there's a risk that things will change as other experiences or relationships develop. So it's really depending on what kind of open you are. Um, some changes can be super positive, you know, like getting needs met that your partner couldn't meet and being happier or in a better mood. Because sometimes when people have vital aspects of themselves shut down, when they can go and meet it elsewhere but still keep their relationship going, that's a really good mood change for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can come back to your relationship invigorated. You can learn new things about yourself and your partner or partners. Um, But some of the risks are things like people falling in love with other partners um, and the other, you know, their original partner or other people in their orbits are like, well, I feel like you're all excited because you've got a shiny new thing over there and I've been around for ages, you know, and I wash your underwear and cook your dinner and that sort of stuff. It, It can be that sort of apples and oranges kind of comparison. But And sometimes it's the wanting, you know, I think with that one you need to understand that we have the capacity to love infinitely. We can love many, many people. I often say, you know, well, do parents have favourite children? They love their kids all differently and individually and why can we not have a series of people in our lives, friends, lovers, relationshipy people? It's mm. up to us to decide who we love and how we do that. The tricky thing is time because that is limited. So um, it might be that as your partner's out exploring or as you're out exploring, we realise that time becomes something that's hard to manage uh, and we need to understand what's going on there. I think um, also you're going to run into your partner's insecurities and your own. Um, you know, I don't want to say that it, just because it's your idea means nothing will, may go wrong because that's not true. But in, sometimes when people are insecure, they don't realise it. They can sort of be projecting out onto other folks. So they're being angry like, you're doing this and you're doing that. And it's like, well, hang on, we said that this was okay. Mm. So... What's actually upsetting here? What is uncomfortable for you? Uh, What can we do uh, to help you feel a little better about this situation? But keeping your boundaries, right? Because if somebody's really upset, I mean, none of us want to hurt people. No. Particularly those we love. Yeah. So if we're doing something we agreed on and if we're doing something we said was important but somebody's hurting in that, you know, it's a bit ouchy to try and manage that because we don't want to further upset someone we care about, but we do want to have our boundary and say, well, actually, no, this is important to me and I want to be doing this thing. How can we work with you um, or work with what's coming up for you to make make it better or yeah. make it more manageable? Yeah, there's tons. It's, it's very hard to watch people you love struggle with things. You know, like I get a lot of people come to see me and they're crying because they're like, my partner really, really, really wants an open relationship. And I'm like, that's great. Uh, what, what about do you? you? Want? <laughs> yeah. I really want to do it for them. And I'm like, that's possibly not the best reason. You know, what about yourself? And, and if you've tried it, um, what's not going well for you? Is that a deal breaker? Yeah. yeah. Like really, like, it's hard to be honest sometimes, again, because the other partner might be like, I don't want to upset my, my buddy here who I'm scared of losing. You know, there's a lot of fear. A lot of people 
can try opening relationships and if their partner doesn't deal go okay thought it'd be a good idea it's not but you're more important to me so I don't want to do any more stress Mm -mm. other people like okay this is who I am and it's a big part of my identity we're going to have to work out how we go forward here or if we go forward Mm. yeah damn tricky huh yeah we're going to keep chatting through uh things to be mindful of in open relationships and ways that you can be i guess prepared should they uh dissolve yeah and yeah and and a little bit more on you know what does it look like if it's not going well yes yeah we're getting to the juicy bit (laughs) right now um tanya what are some ways or causes for open relationships to fall apart? Like I've had a few different stories from friends who've opened up their relationship to a third person. Um, everything is like going well and going smoothly. And then suddenly, for whatever reason, the person who most recently entered the relationship decides to leave. Maybe there's like an insecurity knowing that they don't have as much history I guess with the original couple yeah some and then, hierarchies yes, yeah and yeah. then one of the people in the original couple doesn't really cope with the fact that the third person has left and then the original couple dissolves as well yes yes that happens you know I've been in a situation where um, I've seen that where I've been seeing somebody just a little bit because I was just a little bit of their life and then I got a major relationship but when the just a little bit person broke up when we broke up the major relationship also couldn't cope because of what that little bit was feeding in why do you think that really is interesting I think it's about getting our needs met uh, and how we get them met so sometimes something that feels like it's just a little bit might be very very important mm. um, so yeah so for some people it might be talking about spiritual beliefs or being able to talk about their work enthusiastically or talking about things that are very very important to them or doing things that are very important to them. You know, it might right. be playing tennis, it might be being kinky, who knows. But if that little bit is missing, that can be a fundamental part of their identity. And isn't it interesting that something that would appear to be external to a primary relationship, and I think there's a lot of talk about this because some people are like, oh, it's not very fair to be the third in a an already established relationship. There's a few things about that. Yes, the already established relationship does need to look at power dynamics and what's okay and how they treat anyone they invite in. But also some people are happy to be that third because they don't want to be a major Mm. in someone's life or they might have other moving parts so that really works well for them. So it's really important to be clear on how these things work and to be asking questions along the way. Yeah. So... Yeah, the lack of communication, I think. Constant surprises and arguments and I didn't know you were going to do that. That Mm. that sort of thing, that's really um, detrimental to this sort of agreement. And it's interesting because uh, people come to me and they're like, oh, we're open or we're poly or we're this or that and my partner cheated on me and and nobody believes that cheating is possible. I'm like, it so is possible when you're in an open relationship uh, because people break agreements or they don't reveal trysts or relationships or connections so it might be like oh I'm seeing somebody new and uh, and and you're like yeah that's really great blah 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 and then a few weeks in they're like actually it's someone you work with <laughs> right so that's a little that's a surprise maybe you don't want especially if there was an agreement like listen we're going to fuck outside the square we live in so no friends no family no work Mm-mm. right so it really it, it really depends and sometimes people falling for somebody outside of their relationship you sort of get that 
limerence or falling in love, new relationship energy, that can be very distracting and how to sort of manage that um, with existing relationships while still investing in them and being okay can be tricky and it Mm. can be hard for the person who's not having the new relationship energy to be very excited about that or feel secure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's interesting because one of the things I've learnt from you in this, like, idea of open relationships and, like, polyamory is that it's actually all pre-negotiated and, like you said, like, you set up an agreement beforehand. So you... Sort of, yeah. But, like, you would endorse setting up some rules before opening a relationship up? Yeah, that's a good that's a, a good comment because I would just I would suggest some ground rules, you know, so understanding things that might be deal breakers. So it's like, look, our bed is sacred, please don't see anyone else in our bedroom mm. or or the <clears throat> no work colleagues, friends, um, that sort of thing. Uh, but I've also seen people you know start open relationships with like 37 rules. That is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of almost impossible to get all of that right I think but I understand it because when folks are anxious we want to try and control the situation so that the thing we're afraid of doesn't happen so if you put in all these rules can't do this can't do that can't do this can't do that Mm. maybe the thing I'm most scared of won't happen what I've seen because I've been doing this for many years now and talking to loads of people and had some experiences myself is that when you see your partner go up, but they come back to you. It's kind of like getting runs on the board. Ah, mm. uh, okay, I'm really, really scared. I'm going to trust that they're going to do what they say. Oh, they did. Great. Oh, they're doing it again. Okay, I'm a little bit anxious, but oh, they're coming back to me and we're close and we're sound. So it's learning by experience that your partner comes back to you, that our relationship's solid, that we can talk about things. If things are a bit crunchy, we can go, oh, that one was tricky. Can we talk about that, how it could be better if we do it again? That sort of thing. And I'm not saying it's going to go smoothly all the time because some folks don't know how to have a good argument or a productive one. Yeah. Or they don't know when it's their insecurity that they're throwing at their lover. Lots of things. But I think the starting with some ground rules, like or just asking yourself what would be okay, what would not be okay. Mm. What if you were maybe like really lax on those rules or those conditions, I guess, initially? And then something's happened and you might be getting second thoughts or like cold feet on the arrangement and then you th- your next thought is, I guess, to like slap a couple extra rules on there. What do yeah. you think about that situation? <laughs> yes, I'm not a, f- a big fan of what I call the hand wave approach. You know, <laughs> oh, it'll be okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm sort of waving <laughs> at it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not okay generally uh, with that stuff. And I do think you can't anticipate everything so it might be like oh my goodness I just ran into this and it's really tricky you know like oh you want to see your partner on a day that we've always gone out and done this or oh my god you're taking them to my favorite restaurant you know like that's it can be a bit crunchy but we don't know till we know so I do think that it's okay to sort of work things out as you go some folk and I don't think it's very popular practice anymore. It used to have a veto rule, so for a certain period of time, oh yeah, when someone was seeing somebody new, their partner could veto it if they felt uncomfortable, which, you know, it, there's not a lot of... Gets a bit blurry. Yeah, it does. And then how, when can you not use that veto rule? Because I've seen clients um, have a six-month relationship and then their partners wanted to call veto, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Ooh. I don't know that that's, um, it doesn't feel ethical, it doesn't feel okay. It feels like maybe there's some things that you need to sort out in your original relationship. 
Um, you've got to look at your hierarchies. Yeah, there's, there's, there is a lot to be said. And I also think a lot of people get into this going, yeah, I can do this, and then realize they can't. And, and I really wanted to provide space for that today because sometimes, I mean, we all have to start something for the first time. So we might think, hey, you know what? This open relating looks really great. Let's go do it. And then you run into yourself going, oh, I can do this, but I can't do that. Or because we're so surrounded by standards uh, that, you know, you're supposed to be monogamous, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to be committed, you're supposed to only sleep with one person and do all of that stuff. That, and people push you into relating. Mm. So even if you're going, I don't know, I can try this. I've met a really interesting human and I want to do that. Um, it can still be very tricky because you've had a lifetime of these ideals and values and they're still coming at you from everywhere in society mm. so it's tricky to navigate internally as well as externally yeah um, we've rolled through some of the reasons why open relationships fall apart why people consider them but I really want to know Tanya um, jealousy is obviously a pretty big thing in this space what are some ways that you can manage it in an open relationship yeah, it's, uh, I think jealousy is going to happen, right? So it's not a matter of if, but when. Uh, and jealousy happens for one of two reasons. One, there's a legitimate threat to the relationship, and it could be. So your partner might be dating someone that's trying open for the first time, and then they decide they can't do it, and they're in love, and they want monogamous. So what happens there? That is a threat to your relationship. But most likely, you're going to run into your own insecurities. Right? Mm -hmm. And that one's tough because we're not always aware of what's going on for us. So I think if we want to manage that, when our partner brings something up, we always need to give space and time to talk through things. Two words that I absolutely love together, listen generously. <laughs> oh, oh, that sends a rumble to the base of my spine. Uh, and listen, you know, with practice kindness and generosity and also be curious, like what's what's not going well for you? The other thing, though, that's very important is to be clear with your boundaries. What are you up for and what do you want? Uh, so we can be curious. Is this jealousy because there's a threat? That's very legit. Is this insecurity? What might that be? Can we gently point that out to a partner if they're not able to see that? Hmm. But what belongs to me and what belongs to my partner is very, very important because sometimes we're like, oh, my God, they're upset. I need to take this on. And But sometimes it can be like, I'm really sorry to see you that upset. I want to be able to make things okay, but this is something I, we, we've agreed on and that I really want to do. Yeah. And we're doing it in accordance to the guidelines we set up. How can we have space for you to feel uncomfortable but not shut me down? Yeah. That's yeah. tricky. It's so tricky. And what do you think about the idea of timing? Like, I guess there is maybe a sense sometimes that, like, there is either a good or a bad time or an inappropriate time or a yeah. better time like is that really a thing yeah it is a thing um, some people are like oh you know let's let's get our relationship better down first before we open up you know uh, some folks are like I'm actually an open relationship human and I'm now going to date somebody who's monogamous but with a view to us being able to open up when they feel comfortable and you know I've met clients where that's many years down the line and it's still not comfortable and they're wrestling with who they are and how they are mm. can understand that um, other things uh, you know so do we take time if we are if we're not dating other people to get this settled and grounded in and know who we are as a couple or and how we communicate or are we completely open all the time is that who we are so you, you've got to know yourself 
first when you're coming into these things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also holidays, right? When there's a lot of free time for somebody, you know, just say they've, they've got several partners and one's away, or uh, what happens when you come back? Do you fill the space and then... Is there a little bit of anxiousness when you're sliding people back in? Mm. Um, what about things that we do? Um, so, like, is it only the weekends that I can see you on Prime Social Real Estate, I call that? <laughs> um, but is can I only see you on Mondays and Wednesdays because of your schedule or my schedule? Is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, those sorts of things. What we do, are we allowed to go to – not allowed, but can we? Is it cool to go to local restaurants where I might go with my other partner or partners? Um, but also – there's a lot of things like my partner's just had a baby so is this a good time to be open you know what's happening for them they may not be able to date Mm. um their body belongs to the baby for a little while um so how can we navigate that negotiate that what's okay again what's not okay were there existing things going is that good is it okay to start something new yeah yeah. how would it be Uh, because timing's really tricky and i do find that lots of people i don't know what it is uh make the request of their partner at a time that's not necessarily optimal for their partner. But sometimes I think when it's an essential part of yourself, it's very hard to shut it down and wait for the right moment because when is that actually? Yeah, there is no such thing as a good time, is there? No, and sometimes for your partner it doesn't matter if it looks like it's a clear blue ocean out there, it's not the right time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you had to really quickly rattle off like some red flags anyone listening should keep an eye out for if they are in an open relationship um, so that they, I guess, I get the feeling that a lot of people maybe don't realise until it's too late that things are going wrong. Right. Um, okay, that you're not feeling good whenever yeah. you hear about other things. Yeah, like what, what are some red flags people yeah. should be aware of? If you're perpetually not feeling good about your partner seeing other people, I would be paying attention to that because there needs to be some like, I'm so glad you're doing this, that it's great. Um, I'm so glad we are doing this. Mm. Um, surprises, that's my personal opinion, that it's always better to forward announce something than back announce something. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to go on a date on Saturday night with this human, we're going there, rather than, oh, I can't believe you took my best friend to our favourite restaurant on yeah, yeah. my favourite night of the week. Like, that's not going to go well, yeah? Uh, and that's when trust can be broken, right? So if people don't feel considered and consulted, it's a lot trick. It, it trust is broken, and I think it's a lot trickier to deal with trust being broken mm. than it is having a conversation that might be uncomfortable for a few minutes, right? If you feel angry and upset all the time, ask yourself what's upsetting me because anger really does let us know that something's not okay. Am I shutting things down? Is my partner shutting things down? What? What's happening here? And also, am I feeling close and connected into any partners that I have? Mm. Am I feeling distant? What are the reasons? You know, so when you don't feel good, ask yourself some questions. Sit with it. Don't push it away and go, oh, this must be tamed. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not feeling good for reasons. Mm. What are they? Are they my things that I need to work on? Are they relationship things that are important? Do I need to pull my partner into these chats? Yeah. yeah. And I guess... We have only one more question left before we (laughs) run out of time, but I think it's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Do you think there is a way that you can, like, really close an open relationship? And if so, how would you do that? What a question. Um, Yes, I do. Because if it's not working, it's not working. I don't think that you, if you try things, that you need to suffer or 
force yourself to do things that don't work. It's like ordering something at a restaurant that you think is a great idea and then going, oh, this is absolutely horrendous, <laughs> but I must eat it, you know, and you might get sick, you might not enjoy it, you know, might ruin your favorite restaurant. Let's not do that. Mm. Um, so if it's not working, sitting down and chatting with the people that are involved in that situation, potentially one partner, maybe others, and saying, this is not working for me, I don't know what to do, can we have a chat about it? In some instances, when people have suggested opening up the relationship, they're really good. They're like, oh, okay, I value my domestic nesting partnership, whatever it, we have here, more than being able to go out and do X, Y, Z. So they might say, we gave it a red hot go. Thank you so much for telling me. Let's just close things down. Yeah. Sometimes we can close things down for a little while because sometimes people are okay with one type of person that you're dating, but they may not be okay with the next one. So it might be like, if I'm not dating this human the next one might be good sometimes people are like wow I've really discovered that this is a part of myself I am uh, an open person or a relationship anarchist or a poly person whatever or a swinger and uh, I don't think I can close it down so it might be the demise of the existing relationship don't know this is the risk mm. uh, so I we can't ever predict things but as you know, Maya, we're always talking about talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, because bottling it up doesn't help, and it usually results in sort of passive-aggressive behaviour or arguments or just generally feeling rotten. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. sad. It's sad because I think people really try things in good faith, but this isn't for everybody, you know. It's, it's A lot more people are doing it. Great. But it's not for everyone, and we need to realise that. Yeah, and I mean... Nothing's for everyone. Yeah, without yeah. sounding totally cavalier, like, I guess that's life. You know, you have relationships, some of them fall apart, and yeah. you pick yourself up for the next one. Yeah, that's right. And so if people... Yeah, relationships change, and sometimes it's, it's nobody's fault. We're always constantly changing, and sometimes the relationship can't weather the change in the individuals. Is it someone's fault? No, it's time to go in and do something differently. Mm. 